Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook Noble, and we like to come together every week and talk about money and finances and break it down so that everybody can understand it because for those of you who are joining us for the first time, you will quickly learn from us here on the Inspired Choices Network that we believe you are in total capability of understanding your life, controlling your life, and that includes your finances. So there's a lot of great things that I want to share with you on the Inspired Choices Network, and I invite you to check out the other shows because I find that with my experience, the whole package is right here on this network. So if there's something that is missing or if there's something that's challenging you in your life or if there's something that's causing you any kind of stress whatsoever and you need a little assistance with it, there is somebody on this network that is hosting a show that is specialist and expert on that particular area. That's one thing I know. I can't tell you who it's going to be because I don't know everybody's individual issues, but I do know with our show, if it's a money issue, if it's a question about finances, if it's not even a problem or an issue and you're just curious about how things work or you're curious if you tweaked one thing, how would that change and affect other things, then this is the show for the money side of things. There's shows on our network that look after... Um, helping people with parenting questions and parenting issues. There's coaching. Uh, there's coaches that have shows that are really good at helping explain how to improve your life and and work with the universe. And there's energy and and there's different ways of really merging your life together, make a complete whole happy you. And that's really what the Inspired Choices Network is about: is building you and building us up as individuals, so that we overall have a bigger better, wonderful community, and I invite you to check out a lot of the shows. But if you're here tonight, that means you want to talk about money, which as those of you that know me know that that's one of my top five favorite conversations to have, and it's in the top one of my top five. So (laughs) uh, talking about money is a lot of fun. Uh, It's one of those topics that I find interesting that people have a bit of a taboo around it. They're a little scared of it. Uh, maybe because you were growing up in a family where parents didn't talk about it or you married into a family where it was a big secret or you married into a family or you're, you had relatives, some had lots of money, some didn't. And it was just a, it's a mystery sometimes to people. I find it fascinating. It's more like a puzzle to me and I think it's exciting. And what we do here on the Financially Speaking show is I talk about different financial concepts, different financial topics. Uh, if there's a specific topic people want to hear, then I will talk about it. So if there's something out there that you're wondering about or you're thinking, I don't really know how this works, then send it in to us and we will definitely tackle that topic for you and help you work through or understand or improve or grow whichever stage of life that you happen to be in. So who am I? Uh, for those of you who don't know me, by day I'm a licensed financial advisor and I have a finance company that also does bookkeeping. So we do all the fun stuff that, with numbers. And we work with a lot of small businesses and individuals to help them understand their numbers. And we also work with people to invest their money and understand different insurances and what they need, how they need it, when they need it. And I'm also author of the book, 
uh, all ladies should use the F word. It's a guide to understanding your finances. It's a daily financial understanding of your your money and your finances, and it really is a reflection on what we talk about here on the Inspired Choices Network Financially Speaking Show. So that's a little bit about who we are and where we are, what we're doing. We talk to people all around the world because the truth of the matter is it doesn't matter what what country you live in, what gender you are, what age you are, uh, what language you speak. We all seem to come across the same issues and the same questions at some time in our life. So whether it's a money question, which is where I like to spend my time, or whether it's a question about how to make yourself a better you or find the job that works for you or help as a parent, all these things that we need help with, it doesn't matter where we are, we all end up sometime or another needing help with somebody. And that's really what our community here is on the Inspired Choices Network. Now tonight, our specific topic that we're talking about tonight is bankruptcy. Now, for those of you that hear that word and get shivers and and start to cry or shake or break out in a sweat, don't panic. We're going to talk about what it is. We're going to talk about if it's for you. How is it different from terminology you hear thrown around like consumer proposals? How does it affect you in the short term, in the long term? What exactly does it do for you? Because when I talk to people, a lot of times, and I say majority of the times, People who are contemplating bankruptcy, they're contemplating it because they've they've talked to somebody that works in that particular area and they've told them that's the only way you can make it work with your financial um, situation. And they it gets presented as a magic pill where you just go through this concept, this terminology called bankruptcy and all is better. Magically, things are gone and you don't owe money and poof, you have to start all over. But there's a whole lot more to it than that. And I've run to a lot of people that have been through the process and had they known they would have done it differently or they might not have done it at all, they didn't realize what it was. Uh, other people who are contemplating it didn't know there was alternatives to it for debt counseling or uh, consumer proposals or just working on financial plans. So there's a lot of things to know before jumping into a bankruptcy. And I'm going to just start out with my particular pet peeve on it. And I and I worry, and this is why it's my pet peeve, because I worry that in an industry where it's presented as something where just magically will make it all go away, um, it's not really sharing all the information that everybody needs. And by that, I mean, what's the long-term effect on it? And people, most people that I've talked to who have been through a bankruptcy didn't understand the process. They didn't understand the overall picture of it. They just get the short, the short-term tunnel vision version of it. And that is, you owe money, we make it go away, you pay a certain amount of money, and poof, it's all gone. Um, that worries me because I don't like to see people going through things or embarking on particular financial roads that they don't have to go down. Obviously, there is a time and a place for every single thing out there. There is a time and a place for bankruptcy. There is a time and a place for consumer proposal. There is a time and a place to invest your money or buy a car or buy a house or rent a house or go on vacation. There's a time and place for everything. I am a full believer in that. But I want to share a little bit, and I am by no means an expert. I am not a trustee or an insolvency uh, trustee in bankruptcy. Um, 
because the terminology has just changed recently because it's now called an insolvency rather than a uh, trustee and bankruptcy. I am by no means an expert. I have never been. I do not work in that particular space in the financial world. I just deal with either the aftermath of it or people who come in that are at the point where they need that help. Uh, in addition to, obviously, I work with other people who just have too much money and need to know how to invest it. And <laughs> some people who don't have too much money, but they want to have too much money. So I work with that particular range. Um, so what is insolvency? Let's start with that, because that's one of the words that you hear a lot about. So what exactly is insolvency? Insolvency is when you're in a particular state um, that you just are unable to pay the amount of money owed by by people or companies or whatever it is. So if you're in a state of insolvency, you're said to be something called insolvent. And a cash flow insolvency is when you have not got the cash to meet the debt that's owing. That's what it is. Now, when when I deal with businesses and we, we're always looking at, there's all these different ratios in finance and uh, you'll look at them and you'll say your liquidity ratio. Well, how liquid are you? Like if you had to turn into cash quickly, which is how liquid you are, how much would you have? Liquid means I can do it really fast. That's money in your bank account. That might be accounts receivables, um, might be a short-term investment. But an insolvent situation is more about do you have the money to meet your obligations? And if you don't, in business, and particularly when I see it, is the insolvency question is how long before you're out of business because you cannot keep making payments or payments to creditors. So that's what we want to understand first. There's a difference between between not being liquid and being insolvent. You might that liquid is more of a cash flow short-term cash flow situation. Insolvency is a long-term projection on paying your your bills and paying your creditors off. Same thing with business as it is with individuals. And when we talk on the show, for those of you that have, have listened before on different conversations, I've shared, I'm sure, a few times because it always blows my mind that the average on Stats Canada is a, somewhere between $1.78 to $1.81, depending on when you get the information, for how much money is owing to how much money you bring in. So the average Canadian, for example, has a dollar seventy-eight owing for every dollar that they bring in. That means they owe more than they're making. Now, when we had the crisis in 2008, 2009, March 2009 is when we hit the bottom of the financial crisis. And 2010, if you can believe this, they had a record number of bankruptcies. They couldn't hire, they couldn't train trustees fast enough. And that's because all these people were insolvent. And or they were just not liquid and they thought they were insolvent. And why do I say that? Because sometimes people go to, and I've seen bankruptcies for very small amounts of money. I've seen people go through a bankruptcy for three grand. And to you, that might seem like a lot of money. And, and today it very well could be. But structuring a payment plan for $3,000 is extremely doable. Structuring a payment plan for 30000 or 300000 is a lot harder. And what you'll find if you ever talk to trustees in bankruptcy, their job is to go through the process of how to structure your bankruptcy. It's not necessarily how to structure your finances to understand your cash flow and your budget so that it doesn't happen again. That's where my big worry comes in because I've seen people and I've dealt with people who are on who are on double, triple bankruptcies 
and or more, and they still never got the information on how to really understand their money. So that's the part that I always think is the big caution and it should be the very, very, very big red flag is that if you're going to go through a bankruptcy, make sure you're getting some kind of support in how to understand your money and how to go forward with your money so that you can not have to deal with that particular situation again. So let's talk a little bit about bankruptcy, what it is. So the filing for bankruptcy, when I talk to you about bankruptcy, I... And, and and for that matter, almost any other topic, I'm talking to you about it from a pure numbers, math, money, financial point of view. But everyone has to know, and I and for those of you that that maybe didn't think about it this way, there is a, an emotional component that goes with with um, bankruptcy. There's an emotional component that is tied to every financial decision you make, whether you realize it or not, whether you want to realize it or not, because some people like to not deal with the finance or the emotional part especially when it comes to finances, it can be overwhelming. It can be emotional. It can be scary, but it can also be a lot of fun. It can be exciting and it can be something that you treat like a game and it becomes fun and you like to see how to challenge yourself with making more money or being more organized or being more uh, liquid or just really being more efficient with your money. It's really a mindset. And I know that's not the um, kind of show that I really do when I talk about mindset and uh, um, all the energetic and universal laws that surround us, but you can't help but talk about it uh, when you talk about money because a lot of people have a block when it comes to money. And that's why I believe a lot of trustees exist and why a lot of consumer proposals and bankruptcies happen because people have a generally have a block about money, about understanding it, a fear to even learn it. And that's why they sometimes end up in situations that they they prefer not to be in. So when we talk about bankruptcy, I'm going to talk to you about, you know, the the hard, cold facts of it, quite honestly. Um, But we always want to remember that there's the emotional side of it because this is a huge move. This is a, a big, big, big decision, as we'll talk about tonight. And there's lots of options to it as well. And we want to make sure that before we make that final decision, because the the bankruptcy is the final line to the financial fear, I think, because there's lots of places that there's lots of stages It's like grief. You go through different stages of grief, grief, but the final stage in a financial block is bankruptcy because that's it. That's final. It's on the paper. It's legally binding. It's, registered with courts and so forth. So we're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to take our first break of the night. And when we come back, we'll continue to talk about bankruptcies and and options that go with it. So stay with us. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to talk about this black cloud conversation that sometimes people fear called bankruptcy. And we will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy 
it is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815 880 8255. Canada 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network and I am Kathy Cook Noble, your host for the show tonight. And tonight we're talking about bankruptcy. We were just getting into the conversation before the break. And I know it's one of those topics that some people kind of step back from and they're afraid of it. Even the name sounds, you know how sometimes some names sound happy and exciting and other names just sound dreary and negative. I always find the word bankruptcy is a little bit sad and depressing hearing it. But maybe it's just because of um, what goes with it. So what is bankruptcy? Bankruptcy is essentially a fresh start um, in financial terms. So it's a fresh start to rebuild your finances, rebuild your credit, uh, a, a, a mulligan if you're a golfer or a do-over. Uh, it's when you get to take whatever you owe and and have – it has to be done through a trustee, by the way. So and we'll talk about that. But a trustee is somebody licensed – an insolvency um, trustee is somebody who is licensed under the Bankruptcy and Insolvency Act in Canada. And in the U.S., you have everyone has a similar... When I talk about these concepts, there's something similar in each of your countries. They're just not exactly the same terminology necessarily. But it, it, they're all very, very similar. Like Chapter 11 bankruptcy versus Chapter 7. And there's all kinds of sections under the Bankruptcy Act that people hear. Now... As far as a bankruptcy, we're talking right now a straight-on, full-on bankruptcy. So if you're going to declare bankruptcy, <clears throat> this means you have talked to a trustee and you have gone through the steps to share how much is owing, who you owe money to, um, how long you've owed the money, and then the trustee takes over. And what happens at that point is all payments and all phone calls stop. So creditors are not legally allowed to talk to you when you're going through a, a bankruptcy. But on the same token, they're not allowed to talk to you when you're in a consumer proposal too. So even at, during that negotiation time, they can't call you. They can't charge you interest and they can't um, collect payments from you. So 
what happens is the trustee takes over in a bankruptcy and they put together a list of all the money that you owe to creditors and they notify the creditors that this is what's happening and then they negotiate how much money you're going to get. So if you owe um, $100,000 and you can't pay it and there's no light at the end of the tunnel on how to pay it, um, then what happens is they start to they start to um, look at all the money that you have owing and then they negotiate on your behalf. So that $100,000 might turn out to be 10 cents on the dollar, which would be $10,000 instead of uh, $100,000. So you still end up paying something and you still end up paying it to the creditors you owed money to, but now you're paying it through trustee. So the trustee steps in and they become your middle person. And all your monies go through them and they pay your your um, creditors. The It's all registered with the courts. Like it's a legal document. It's all legally binding that you can, they can't come back to you. A creditor can't come back to you in a year and say, oh yeah, by the way, we negotiated that you owed us 20000 We only took $2,000. Now we want to charge you more. They can't do that. It's legally binding. That's it. No, no take backs. So, that's generally how the bankruptcy starts. Now, what happens is because it's legally registered and everything, it's also registered against your credit. So in the U.S., you have a FICO score. In Canada, you have a Beacon score. And if it's over a certain amount, then that means it's really good. If it's under a certain amount, it means it's not really good. Or if it's really, really low, then it's not great at all and you'll have a hard time getting credit. So why do we care about that? Well, if you're going to declare bankruptcy you have to know that your credit is basically going to be wiped out and you're going to start over. So you're going to start over at, we're going to call it zero, even though it doesn't start at zero, but uh, you're going to start at the very, 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 very lowest, which means you're not going to get approved for a credit card. You're not going to get approved for a car loan. You're not going to get approved for a mortgage. You're not going to get approved for um, the in-store credit that you might go to at your favorite retail shop. You're not going to get approved for credit, period. So that's going to take time to rebuild your credit. And this is where I think the system can fall short is I don't think that you get that that support in how to rebuild your credit. I don't necessarily think there's programs through the trustee that helps you rebuild your credit. Now, I'm not saying that's true with all because not everybody's the same. Not all financial advisors are the same. Not all bookkeepers are the same. I get that. Not all trustees are the same. But for the most part, that's what I have seen in my experience is that people don't have a plan to rebuild their credit or they don't have a plan to um, get on track in a good financial way. So it doesn't sound very, very good, actually, when I hear myself say it. But the good thing is, so that's, I'm going to tell you, like everything, I will tell you the truth. There's pros and cons to everything. So the pro is that, one of the pros is that it's all gone. There's no more there's no more harassing phone calls from creditors. There's no more stressful nights where you can't sleep because you don't know how you're going to make the minimum payment or, you know, pay this one without paying that one. And what bill do I pay this month? So those are the good, that's a good thing to the bankruptcy. Another good thing is you have somebody who is impartial, whose job it is to negotiate for you, uh, whatever the amount is that you owe and what amount you're going to settle on paying. So it's not emotional for them. And that's a key point because in any financial situation, 
it's really, really hard for people sometimes to take the emotion out of it. I see people when they're investing their money and, you know, the market has ups and the market has downs. That's just the nature of the beast. It's going to go up one day. It's going to go down one day. But people panic when it goes down. And I get it. The crisis in 08, 09, that was, that was a wild ride. It was also a huge opportunity for people to make a lot of money. There was record number of bankruptcies. There was record number of millionaires made. So you've got both sides of the coin. And it depends on if you're what side of the coin you're looking at. But people t- make emotional decisions. They get panicked when the market is down and they take their money out. And then they go, the market's coming back up and they get all excited and it's euphoric and I'm going to put my money in. Well, if anybody has listened to Warren Buffett or anybody talk about finance, you'll know that the key is to buy low, sell high. And because people's emotions get the better of them, they buy high and sell low. So in bankruptcy, it's a very emotionally charged situation. You're talking about all this debt that you've accumulated. It didn't happen overnight, by the way. People don't go into debt for that kind of money just overnight. Like it didn't, it's not you had a couple credit cards, maybe a car and back taxes and all these things didn't happen overnight. Typically an event has triggered it, a divorce, an illness, um, some taking care of you know losing a job taking care of elderly parents whatever the case may be something usually happens an event triggers it so what happens when you go through a bankruptcy it can be very very emotional for people and rightfully so i totally understand that the advantage of a trustee is they're not emotionally charged and their job is to go through the numbers fill out the paperwork file the paperwork negotiate with the creditors, file with the court, boom, done, it's over. You pay them your fee, whatever their fee is, um, and there you go. You're all set. That's one of the pros. Now, if you have a good plan after that, where you can start looking after your money or getting help with your money so that you don't repeat those situations, then that puts you on a better path. It puts you in line to build your credit up, and you want to have all these plans in place. So I believe that if you're going to go through a bankruptcy, then don't stop at the bankruptcy when it's discharged and say, oh, yeah, now it's all over and that's the end of it. And discharge is when the bankruptcy is is considered finished. So you stay in bankruptcy while you're paying off whatever the negotiated amount is. And then you're discharged when it's over. You've paid everything all off. Everything has been wiped out, reset, whatever you want to call it. And now you're starting from a clean slate. So when you get to that point, that's where I think you need the most help. Because that's where you need somebody to to step in and say, okay, let's talk to you about tracking your cash. It doesn't have to be a fancy budget. It doesn't even have to be computerized. You just have to watch your cash. Because we want to make sure that you don't end up in that position again. We want to make sure you understand how finances work, how credit is work, how you build credit, why your credit rating matters, what a good credit rating score is. Because a lot of people don't even know that. So I think it's the step up to the bankruptcy, honestly, is the easy part. It's the part after it that you need a lot of help with. You also need a lot of help way before that to decide whether or not it works for you. So that's how bankruptcy works. One of the, now, one of the, one of the big cons with it, and I will say one of the huge, to me, it's a huge disadvantage to a credit or a bankruptcy is not the credit. You can rebuild your credit. People, People's credit gets ruined all the time by whatever incidents 
not necessarily a bankruptcy. I mean, things happen. That's, that's just how it is. You make a mistake, you miss something, you get a bad rating on your credit cards, you forgot, you didn't get the invoice and you forgot to file. These things happen. So your credit can be rebuilt at all times with all different kinds of ways and you're, lots of people do that without going bankrupt. It's not, the two are not required. You know, people can have bad credit and not be bankrupt. However, um, that's not a big deal to rebuild your credit. People don't realize that when you go bankrupt, you forever, ever, ever have to say when you get asked on those different forms, have you ever had a bankruptcy? And sometimes you'll be required to show your discharge papers. So you could do a bankruptcy 25 years ago. And if you get asked whether or not you've ever had bankruptcy, the answer is yes. Whether or not it drops off your credit rating after seven years is irrelevant. That's just what shows on your credit. We're now talking about people... For example, if you're out there and you're like, geez, I'd really like to be a financial advisor and get into the financial industry, wouldn't that be great? That is a required question on the applications. It says, have you ever had bankruptcy? Are you in a bankruptcy or are you in a consumer proposal? And that can actually prohibit you from getting into the industry. Not forever, because it's going to depend on when it was and, and what, you know, if you're in it now and so forth. But it definitely is a question you have to answer and then provide extra information on. So it's not something that you do and forget about it, it never comes back. You always have to be prepared to answer those questions about your bankruptcy and you have to sometimes be prepared to provide proof of the discharge because here's the the, the thing that most people I see for don't realize actually and you just assume that the credit reporting is happening automatically for you. So it's if you get discharged or if you paid off, forget even a bankruptcy, if you've paid off a creditor that you owed money to, it should show on your credit report that that's done, right? But it doesn't. It doesn't always do that because not everybody reports up to date and not everybody discharges liens that they're supposed to discharge and not everybody reports um, when they're supposed to report so it's not always accurate. It's up to you to check your credit file and make sure that stuff's on it. So that's why it's always ultimately comes down to us and that's why I really enjoy uh, the show and the network because it always empowers you to take control of your life. So we are going to empower ourselves and take control of the break. So our second one has come up. And we will come back after the break and continue to talk more about consumer proposals and the effects and, and how those things work. So you are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to continue to talk about bankruptcy and different choices that you might have with your finances. We will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. 
if dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-Word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. You are listening to Financially Speaking, and our topic today is about bankruptcy, bankruptcy and bankruptcy alternatives, let's call it. And before we went to the bank, we, before we went to the bank, I don't know where that came from, but we'll do that too. Why not? But before we went to the break, <laughs> we were talking about bankruptcy and what it is and how it works. So um, let's just finish off with a little bit of information about the bankruptcy. People, you know, I always say that you can understand everything yourself. I believe that 100%. I believe you can understand bankruptcy. I believe you can understand your investments, your insurance, your bookkeeping. So what I, I don't do bankruptcies. I don't do any insolvency or consumer proposals. I'm not licensed for that, as I mentioned. What I do is I work with people on a cash flow basis, let's call it. So some people call it a budget, but that makes it kind of boring, and I don't like to be boring. So we just do a cash tracking, and we do that through the bookkeeping business. And we just help businesses and individuals understand um, where their money's going and where their money's coming from. And then we just help you make good decisions about where you want it to go. So uh, we have a really cool program, actually. It's called Run Your Life. And it came out of uh, – it was kind of a joke, actually, because I used to do stuff for some people, and it was like I was running their life. They'd – Everything they would run past me, um, and I would pay their, you know, I'd pay their bills, and it was some family members even. But I would. This is long before I was in the financial industry full time, and uh, I was just running other businesses and that. And I jokingly was saying it was a run your life program because I made sure all their bills were paid, all their cash was tracked, their investments were growing, they had proper in- income protection and coverage for either insurance or. Um, whatever they needed. So it was a whole plan. And, and it was before I was a financial license advisor. And I was just doing it because it seemed like the right thing to do. And it was a lot of fun. So the Run Your Life program, when I opened the bookkeeping business, we implemented. And it's it's a very similar situation where we help people gather all the information with their money. And then we put it together in a way that they understand. And we just keep them on track and check in with them. And we run their life with them instead of for them now. And we what that means is they'll check in and they'll say, can we afford to do this or how do I do this or how do I save for that? And we set that up. So it's really running your life to help it run nice and smooth and, and be happy. And it's kind of fun because then you get to talk to somebody about it. You don't feel so stressed out. So that's one of the things we do in, in my firm. And um, of course, uh, we talk with people about we always work in the financial planning part of it so that they understand what's going to happen in the future so that they're prepared for it. Because we know we should rely on ourselves and our own abilities in the same way in bankruptcy. We should rely on ourselves and our own abilities because I tell everybody, nobody cares more than you do about your money and your situation. 
And you should never, ever, ever be afraid to talk to somebody either like me about your finances or a trustee. And even even if you go in to see a trustee in bankruptcy then or an insolvency trustee, then uh, don't feel pressured because it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter what they say. At the end of the day, it's your money, your credit, your credit rating, your debt. And you get to deal with that however you want. So don't feel pressure from anybody to do anything. If your gut tells you that you need more time to think about it or you need a second opinion, then you should listen to your gut. Now, I know listening to your intuition is not my experience, my expertise on the show, but uh, there's a lot of shows on the Inspired Choices Network that teach you exactly how to understand and how to read that stuff. So and if you talk to... Christine, our our boss here on the Inspired Choices Network, she is a pro. Like she knows how to read that stuff. She's an ex- that she is an expert on that, but she's also extremely well trained on it. So she's not just uh, naturally an expert on it, but she's also um, she's also a trained academically very well trained on it. So listen to her show, and she will hook you up. So what happens we if we're going to do a bankruptcy? Well, there's gonna it's gonna cost you money, so nothing's free. Remember that. So you're gonna pay some money. Now, having said all that about you can understand it yourself, you can't understand it yourself, but you can't do it yourself. It's not it's not an option in Canada. Only a licensed insolvency trustee has the legal authority to file a proposal or a bankruptcy. You have to have a licensed person do it. So, and it's same in my world. Like there's certain certain things you can't access in finance without a licensed advisor. So that's why we have licenses and we pay fees and we pay errors and emissions insurance and we pay all these things every year to different governing bodies. Similarly, with the licensed insolvency trustees, you have to have somebody that is licensed to do it for you. So what's our alternative if we don't want to go bankrupt? What if we just don't want that? And there used to be a stigma uh, with bankruptcy, but it became so common and so popular that I, I, I don't, I, I don't really believe there's a stigma out there about it now. But maybe you just mentally or emotionally don't want to go down that path. That's fine. You don't have to. And maybe you're not having good luck with your own creditors and negotiating with them. Well, that's fine. Maybe you need help. Now, if it's a case where you're looking at a consumer proposal, there's <clears throat> there's options on how you do it. So a consumer proposal, again, we're going to go into an, an an expert and we're going to talk to them. Now, with a consumer proposal, your assets are not touched. But a bankruptcy, a bankruptcy does involve certain assets. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to lose everything in a bankruptcy. There are some exceptions by province, by state, that allows you to keep a certain prescribed value in your house or your vehicle or your personal belongings, or pensions, or other registered savings plans, they're usually protected by law. Uh, your income is also protected up to a, a certain threshold amount set by the government, your federal government, and it's based on your family situation. There's So there's, there's things to consider with the bankruptcy. You know, what's included may not be included in a consumer proposal. So what's a consumer proposal? A consumer proposal is taking all your consumers that you owe money to and putting a proposal together saying, hey, listen, I owe eight, maybe I owe you $100,000 in total as a collection. 
Now, UI might owe 10,000, UI owe 5, UI owe 25. There's all varying different amounts. You got 10 different creditors, 20 different creditors, whatever the number is, that you owe a collective amount of money to. And you're going to propose to them that you're going to pay off whatever amount of money it turns out to be based on what they owe. Obviously, it's going to be less money. So if out of your 100000 you might propose overall, you're going to pay off $35,000. And you're doing this formally through a, 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 an expert professional who is not emotionally invested. So they are going to take all your stuff and they're going to say, okay, listen, we're going to propose that that this person is going to pay off this amount of money to you and over this amount of time and we're going to eliminate the interest and we're going to all this stuff is going to stop. This very second you enter into any of these, by the way, that whether it's a bankruptcy or a consumer proposal, like I mentioned with the bankruptcy, it's the same with the consumer proposal. They can't call you. Creditors can't call you and harass you. They can't charge you interest. They can't do all those things because then you're giving the authority for somebody else to take over your representative. So that's what happens. They negotiate on your behalf. Now, the proposal, the person doing the proposal, um, there's usually uh, a, a little bit higher amount sometimes that gets negotiated than a tra- bankruptcy. And that's part of the motivation, I think, with the creditors is they know that they're going to get less money if it goes to a bankruptcy and they risk getting no money when it goes to a bankruptcy because that can happen for some creditors too where they get nothing. I've been through that with um, different clients where certain creditors, and I've been a creditor actually on the business side of things where I've gotten nothing from a bankruptcy. And I've had clients go through stuff where they they didn't have enough money and the proposal, the way it was structured is not everybody got paid. So that is a risk a creditor takes. That's why they're more motivated to negotiate sometimes is because they know that's a real risk that they're going to that they're going to run into and there's no interest charge on a consumer proposal. The other part of it is the consumer proposal can be paid over 5 years. So, a consumer proposal is similar to a bankruptcy in that it takes all your money and or all your money that you owe and it negotiates with everybody that owes that you're owing money to and it sets up a payment and again it goes through your, your person that is not necessarily a trustee, but they're registered to negotiate and act on your behalf. And then you pay them a certain amount of money as well as the trustee in bankruptcy. They all get paid, remember, but you're paying a significantly less amount of money. It does not get registered as a bankruptcy on your credit score. It probably will track, take your credit and uh, take a big hit to it. However, um, at that point, when you're at that stage in the game, you're probably already in a pretty pretty bad spot with your credit. So the beauty of it is they will help you rebuild your credit. Now, if you go to the right company, and when I say the right company, there's a lot of companies out there. I've seen a lot of success with one particular company. I've, I've uh, watched do some uh, consumer proposals. And they actually have that portion that I think is important, the after part, where they help you rebuild your credit. And they give you a plan and work with you on the plan, and they actually give you a time. They'll say, this is going to be done. The proposal will be paid off in eight months. We're going to have your credit and the proposal all done, rebuilt within 18 months or whatever the number is. And I really like that because it shows them, it shows the the person that's going bankrupt or going through the proposal how to get control of their money again. 
And it also gives them a plan on tracking their money and watching their money so that they don't repeat this. They also work in on how to save your money for the future in part as part of their budget and everything. So it's kind of a, it can be, that's a pro for sure. That's a pro of it. A con of it is that you usually end up paying a touch more in, um, let's call it professional fees than you would under bankruptcy. And you pay a little, you, you can, that can be true, but you usually pay a little bit more in the, um, credit dollars that you're paying back than you do under bankruptcy. But if you can save your credit and you don't have that that bankruptcy or shame or stigma that you think gets attached to it and you do a consumer proposal, you can get that paid off quickly and it gets you back on track and you don't necessarily lose your assets and go through you can preserve a lot of of you through this process, which is part of what I like about it better if I if I had to say not like I said, everything has a place, but if I had to just pick between the two of them, if everything else was equal, the consumer proposal is the, the nicer way to go as far as the less impact, the, the least amount of impact on you. So we're coming up to our final break of the night and we're going to take our last break and then we'll come back and just talk about the last thoughts and, and uh, ideas on bankruptcies, consumer proposals, and just generally good financial health. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspire Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to wrap up our conversation about bankruptcy and, and hopefully take a little bit of that fear out of it. You'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word. A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network, and you are listening to Financially Speaking. Today, we were talking about bankruptcy, which I know a lot of people 
get a little tensed up when I say that word. And, and frankly, I do too sometimes when people say it to me because I'm always a little bit twitchy about whether or not that's the right thing for them. So I like to talk to people when they when they talk to me about it, not because I'm an expert, not because I can take them through it, not because I can file or do anything I can't, but sometimes they just need a, a person to talk to and say, hey, what about these options? And if they haven't been given the options of a consumer proposal or restructuring, then I tell them that maybe they should talk about that too and send them off to an expert on that because I, I never pretend that I am one. But um, for the most part, I I have to say I believe that bankruptcy is is avoidable for a lot of people. And I think that a lot of people get overwhelmed and, and very afraid of their money. And I think sometimes they get advice, which I, I get it. There's a lot of advice out there that's not necessarily the best. And financial advice is not consistent. I, I know that. Um, having not been in the industry, but running businesses for years, having been in the industry now, I, I get it. The financial, there's nothing, it's no straight line <laughs> in the financial industry. Everybody's got its own special, um, special needs and special, uh, programs that they should have. And everybody needs their own program. But for the most part, if you're considering or if you're in a financial situation and you feel overwhelmed and you feel like there's, there's no way out or the debt's too much, I can't manage it. We all have that fight or flight. Uh, reflexes or impulses and if you want if if you run away and you flight then it's still going to be there when you get back but if you fight then take the emotion out of it and this is what I always encourage people to do take the emotion out of it and think okay it's just money it's only money money does not feel anything for you it does not feel anything for me it doesn't there's the money sitting in your purse or your pocket or your bank or your investments is not thinking how much it loves you. It's not thinking how much it doesn't love you. It's not thinking about you at all. It's just money and it's there for you to to get access to. So take as soon as you can put that in perspective and I think take that that particular point of view and say, okay, it's just money. So yes, I owe a lot of it. Yes, I'm overwhelmed and I don't know how to fix it, but there's people out there that can help me. Go talk to them. And if you don't like the one you talk to, go talk to a different one. If you don't like them, go talk to somebody else. Because you should be able to go in for either a free conversation for, you know, a short uh, interview or it'll be a very inexpensive one. But to talk to somebody in finance, you should be able to go talk to them and say, hey, I need help. And this is where I'm at. What can you do? What should I do? What do you recommend? If you go into a trustee and the trustee says, hey, go bankrupt, and you're like, well, what are my options? And they don't give you any. That's probably not the right trustee for you. But if they give you some options and say, hey, you know what? You probably could restructure this and negotiate yourself. Or you could just get yourself on a plan and just start paying this back. And you might just need uh, a money coach to set up a plan for you. And that's fine, too. Then you go and you pay your money coach and you check in <clears throat> and you make your payments and you get caught up because maybe there's an option that you could do that. Maybe the option is let's talk about the consumer proposal and we consolidate things and we protect some of our assets and we protect a little bit of our future so that we don't have to answer that have you ever been bankrupt question. There are times when the bankruptcy is the thing to do and that's when you just say, okay, it's just money. I'm going to be fine anyway. 
This isn't, this isn't something that's going to hurt you physically. It's going to hurt you emotionally if you allow it to. But just look at it as money. And that's what I tell people all the time. There's lots of money out there in the world. There's a ton of it. You hear about people that have tons and tons of it. Those people don't have a fear of money. They don't have a money block. They don't have a financial block. And it doesn't matter. I know people, you can look at it and say, well, yeah, but they make a lot of money. They didn't always. You hear all kinds of rags to riches stories, and it's because of their mental, their their entire mental concept and their position that they have and how they think about money. So I know it sounds really simple, and I and I I'm not minimizing all the other pieces of the financial puzzle that go together because although some of them can can get complicated depending on people's. Uh, uh, estates and structures but the bottom line is we all have access to the same possibilities we all have access to the same opportunities and have opportunities and we all want different things and we all want different amounts of money some people want oodles and oodles of money that they can't count some people just want enough money to <clears throat> have a cottage and vacation twice a year they're all the right answers they're all good because it works for you but just keep in mind when we're talking about money that it's just money and there's lots of it out there and lots of people have owed lots of money. Lots of people have gone through bankruptcy and come out on the other side and done very, very well. There's lots of celebrities out there that have been in bankruptcy uh, a lot and several times, actually. And they still come back and they've had Grammys and they've had record hits and they still declare bankruptcy. And And everything is appropriate for your situation. So just take the time, though. This is the biggest takeaway I hope people get. Take the time to evaluate what's right for you and be comfortable with the person you're talking to. That is sort of a nutshell for everything, but specifically for any kind of debt that you need help with. <clears throat> Next week, we're going to talk to, we're going to talk about our new job, new money. And that is, you've just graduated from college or university or high school and you're entering the job force and you've now got this new job and you're making money all of a sudden that you never made before. So now what do you do? What do you do with it? And how do you handle it? So please join us and we're going to talk to you. For those of you who have, are just entering the workforce or for those of you who have changed jobs, and now you're making more money and you don't know what to do with that, we'll help you with it. So join us next week. And as always, tune in, write in and ask us your questions. We're always happy to help. So tune into other shows, tune into Financially Speaking. We're here every week and we're excited, as always, to talk about money. So thank you for joining us. We'll be here again next week. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.